Hello, neighbors. Welcome to another episode of Spread Love FM. Good neighbors, good conversations, and good vibes. I'm your host, Trevor Femme. On this show, I chat with Nunny Jordan, videographer and survivor. We discuss his passion for videography as well as surviving a life-altering stroke. I'll also share a piece I wrote for our open mic lightning round about home. Enjoy. What is going on? I'm chilling. Y'all show my uh, face or something? Yet? Yeah, if you wanna if you wanna put yourself on camera, that's good. This is gonna be recorded for a, a later podcast, but um it'd be good to see your face. If you got nothing hiding oh. in the background. <laughs> Nane, what's up, what's up, what's up? How you been, man? It's been a while. No man, it's been too long. I've been good, man. Just been working, just been uh doing some new deals and just, you know, enjoying my life, you know. So uh, when's the last time that we ran into each other? I think it must have been in um, 2014, 15, somewhere. Around yeah, 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 it's been a while. It's been too long. Man. And what you've been doing since then? Like, what's uh, I, I, the one thing that I've, I have been following is everyday people. Yes. Shout man. Out to me. Tell me I've a little bit about that. Pretty much I've been with everyday people for a really long time, you know, since the beginning of time. Joking. I've been with them for about, about nine years now, and it's a it's a it's a great party for you know like-minded individuals especially uh young black entrepreneurs and young young black people as a whole and if we travel around the world give this party to everybody so you know our base is in new york but also we're in la miami um africa wow we're in um london we're in london three times this year we're going back to Africa in December. Uh, we'd be in Miami and uh, we'd be in Atlanta and Miami the next two weeks. And then we'd be in Miami in uh, December. And uh, we might do some other things. Can't can't give you everything. Just giving you little by little, you know. How but you it, it, it is considered one of the best parties in the world, though. How did you connect with them? You know, the, the story of how I got to everyday people is probably the most uh, ballerous thing I've ever did in my life. So... I've been trying to go there. I went to the first, very first one, and it was at uh, Riverton Hotel. <clears throat> I went to another one, and then they moved the brunch to a, another area where it was a party. Then they moved the whole brunch as an entire thing, because it used to be a brunch. And then they moved the brunch to uh, the DL. And I was at the time, I was promoting parties at the DL on Wednesdays. So I knew the guards, I knew the manager, so I knew I could walk in easy. Mm -hmm. I'm like, I'm pretty sure it's not easy. So I said, yo, I see they have no video. I'm going to go there. What was this? 20, I think 2012, 2013. Wow. I'm going to say 2013. Wow. I feel like it was 2012, but it was 2013. And um, because of that, you know, I, I, I went in there very confident. I knew Sada. Sada is one of the co-founders and creators of Everyday People. So I knew her. I didn't know Moma and Robley at the time. So I did the video and I sent it to a few people. I sent it to Street Etiquette, you know, shout out to uh, oh, that Street crew. Etiquette, I, feel, I forgot about those guys. Like, oh yeah, they're doing well. Um, I, and also uh, Camacho, shout out to Sherry Camacho. <coughs> Side, I sent it to those three people. And uh, uh, Kitty Cash also, shout out to DJ Kitty Cash. Sent it to those people because I put them in the video. 
they loved it and they put it on their platforms and then they sent it to MoMA and uh, Roble. Roble didn't say like, yo, I'm gonna call you. I was like, you don't have my number. He says, well, give me your number. <laughs> we spoke and then from then I've been with the team since ever then. Then they hired me to do another video. And then after they hired me, I, I was going like constantly. And then, you know, things changed in 2016, I'll tell you that. In what way? You know, uh, Instagram, they started doing videos for like mm. a minute, you know what I'm saying? Because of, uh, what was it, Vine was 15 sec uh, six seconds. So they was like, well, we're going to do 15 to a minute. So when they started doing the minute, it was like, you know, I spoke to Mo for a few hours and he was like, well, we want you to be on on. We want you to, you know, really, we want to do more videos. So instead of us doing like maybe three, four in a year, we're gonna start doing 16 to 25. Wow. And then it only went up and up. I think the most we did in the year was like 50, 55, 60. Man. That was 2019. I think this year we're doing like 40 right now. That's almost one, that's pretty much one a week. Yeah. But we take a lot of time. We take we take a January off. Cause ain't nobody trying to party in no January. <laughs> we take February, but I don't know what it's gonna be next year. But you know, this year it was like, we started in April in LA, which was a great party. Uh, we had, uh, I think Sweetie was there, Janelle Monet, Diddy was there, I was there, wow. you know, can't forget that I was there. <laughs> you were there. That's, I was there. That's the major key right there. So uh, after all that, we've just been really having a, a good year. It's just been a good year overall from being in London and L.A. And uh, we did uh, L.A. five times. We did London three. We did Miami a bunch. I mean, not Miami, New York a bunch of times. We're going to do uh, Miami twice, Africa twice. So it's just overall just been a great year for all of us, you know? So I tell you, that's that's a videographer's dream. Uh, it almost doesn't matter if you get paid or not to travel. I remember when I first started and, and I was just shooting for the fun of it and I got my first travel gig and um, that was a big deal. Uh, tell me about, I mean, you've been places that I've, could only dream of going Africa. I think people have to understand this one thing. I help build a, 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 a something for my people. That's that's the importance to me is that I help build this. You know, I had a part in something to me that's going to be in history. You know, maybe not everybody's history, but in party history <laughs> and day party history, I'm a part of that now. As a team in conglomerate, I don't mind being considered everyday people as a team instead of just me individually. So that's a good thing, but uh, the traveling. Oh man, Chef Kiss. Once, <laughs> once we once we got it together though, because you know, you know when you're you're in the midst of traveling, you got to like fly out ten to twelve people, and that that costs. Yeah. So you know sometimes with some people, you know, they like to be flown by certain you know airlines, and you know people have their preferences. You got to respect it. Everything is respected. That's that's the key to traveling for me. So let's, get, so let's um rewind it a bit okay to where you started like why did you initially get into videography or videography you you are you a photographer as well i keep i mean I, I can shoot photography and i consider myself one so i would say i am one i need to be <laughs> so right. when things things are are lined up in the right way and i feel comfortable enough to do it yeah. i do that i do it i do it like a mug like I have no problem shooting. So when did you start? When did you first pick up a camera? Okay, so I'm going to keep it brief, but I'm going to keep it long. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I got into film by pure accident. 
I, I promise you. So I was in high school and after I graduated, I didn't know what I wanted to do with my life, you know? I know I didn't want to do liberal arts, I know that. <laughs> I was like, well, I guess I'll take a gap year or whatever. So you know, I'm just running the streets, you know, living in Far Rockaway, Queens. Shout out to Far Rockaway. Um, my boy D Gabe comes back. We in the we in the chicken spot, just eating chicken, and laughing. He's like, "Yo, bro, my school popping." School he went to was Sullivan uh, County uh, Community College. He said, "Yo, it's popping. They got dorms." To every guy, there's like three, four girls. So mm -hmm. I went to school for the women. <laughs> I didn't go for the film. I didn't go for the photos. I went for the ladies. So as I'm checking what I want to take as a um, as my subject, I see communication and media arts. It's, I said, I like film. I like TV. Mm -hmm. This is what I want to do. Because I do have a real love. Like, I'm a cinephile. I have a real love for movies and TV. You can ask me questions, and I'll just be knowing stuff from, from like, actors to actresses. I, I won't know anything else, but I'll know that. Mm -hmm. so, so I went to school, and I fell in love with it. Once I learned how to do and learn how to edit, shout out to my teacher, Mr. Healy. Uh, my college professor, he taught me so many great things and I was just fell in love with it. I fell in love with it so much that at the point, the camera stayed with me at a point when it was like my senior year. It was like, you need the camera, you have to go check in with me because I always had it. I was always doing little films and I was always in the, I, I'll, I'll start editing. I'll wake up at like seven, six in the morning mm. for class <laughs> and I'll just be editing. That's how much I loved it. You got to love what you do. Got to love it. If you don't, then don't do it. It ain't all about the money in that game. I tell you that much. It really is about the and, love. And from there, uh, so you were, you're in college. You started <laughs> editing, started connecting. How did you make that leap from college? So I was a part of a team also called Rockstar Society. Shout out to RSNY. And I kind of jumped back in with them when I done with them in college and promoted some stuff. We were we had a clothing line. We added film because I was a filmmaker. Laptop fuck messing around stopped working, so I had to. I end up having, I end up helping my boy uh, Holly, shout out to uh, H Dollar, learn how to do film, and he became a director. Then it kind of been like, do we really need this guy? <laughs> and I kind of went on my own in like twenty, I'm gonna say uh, twenty ten. I went on my own, and I was doing it by myself. And at that time, from like I'm gonna say from like twenty, I'm gonna say two thousand and nine to about two thousand and fifteen, sixteen, nobody was asking for videos like that. Mm -hmm. It was a few people. And the only people who was really making videos, of course, was, you know, and the new pop. Shout out to the new pop. New pop. Love the new pop. That's what. That's another thing that also influenced me to keep shooting and to to uh, have my own something similar to what they had. Not exactly like them, but like something similar to what I can do at my level of just me doing it by myself. So uh, I've been. I was doing it by myself for a little while. Got more into promoting. Started living in the city. Partying too much. That's that was a big that was a big problem. Lost probably about a good three, four years just off partying alone. That's when I met you guys. You guys were everywhere. The whole yeah. <laughs> that but we had a we had a goal back then. That was twenty that was two thousand and eight. So uh by like two thousand and ten to about two thousand and fourteen, fifteen, I was just partying. Mm. Like too much. I became addicted to partying, addicted to drinking. I was just doing all this stuff I wasn't supposed to. But in that in that time I got on to everyday people at the same time. So it wasn't like I was just bull, you know, just running around doing bullshit. Like I was actually trying to get out here and work. And I did, but I, I could have did better and I could have did more, but I did. But I don't regret those years because I met a lot of great people that helped me later on in life.
So are you sustaining yourself through videography? Oh, you saying that am I doing it off like a living? <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> That's Actually, a big question. That's what everybody wants to know. <laughs> I, I'll tell you this. I just I just pretty much started working with another company, a third party company called Sideways. And uh with working with them, I got to work with Ducey and made in America. And that check was uh very nice. Nice, nice. Just everyday people, you know, stuff is was real good too. I can live off it, what is what I'm saying. Especially the fact that I don't live in New York anymore. I live in New Jersey. Oh, really? I did not know you made that move. I made that move like four or five years ago when okay. I was like, back in 2015 when I partied myself out and got became broke. And oh. well, I couldn't live off the, at that point. Was, once 2016 hit, I lived off the ever since. Like oh. that and other jobs. But I've never worked a regular job in, since 2009. Mm. Like last job I had, I was like, you know, like a normal job was Best Buy. And that was 2009. I was working at Best Buy, like 86 in Lexington, and I was living in Frockway. Mm, Dumbest decision wow. I ever made in my life. That ride was like an hour and thirty. Yeah, so, uh, that's that's you can't get it much further out in New York City than I mean, there's far in the actual name of the yeah neighborhood. So, Nani, I want to talk to you about. I know you had some challenges creatively, but you also had some physical challenges in the yes. last. Uh, do you want to share what happened? With you? Oh, yeah, no problem. You know, I like to talk about it a lot because it's, you know, black men's health. And it's really important that we uh, discuss situations like this. So uh, 2019, I had a great year. I was in love. I was making great money. I was flying all around the world with everyday people, doing so many events, doing very well. And I had a nice little uh, book. Then 2020 hit, COVID happened. So I'm I'm just sitting here just doing nothing with myself because nobody couldn't do much. At the end of the year, I went to, I took, uh, at the time, my girlfriend to Africa, we went to Zanzibar, came back. Me and her had this stupid big fight. I was stressed, eating some of the seafood. And next thing you know, I had a, a hematomic brain stroke, pretty much like a brain stroke. And I, that's what I just said, I'm sorry. On December 31st at 6 a.m. And my mom happened to be at my house and she found me. Wow. She wasn't here. If she wasn't here, I would be dead right now. Wow. So I, I ended up dying from that. It brought me back. And then I was in a coma for all of January. I woke up very confused of where I was. Because in my dreams, I was everywhere but this hospital. Hmm. But I knew something was up. I'm like, nah, something's off. Because I'm like, who is these people in these hospital gowns touching me up every once in a while in my dreams? So you were dreaming. Like, yeah. that's something that I... It, it, it's. It's, it's crazy that this happened to you, but while you were in that state, you're dreaming about what's actually happening around you? It didn't feel like dreams. It felt like it was real to me. So it didn't feel like a dream. Even to this day, I still think about certain things that I thought about, and I'm not sure or how it was even possible or how I saw it in that way. It kind of became, I felt like I became like super creative almost. Mm. But I also lost something in that whole stroke situation. I lost all vision in my right eye. I'm oh, blind. So, you know, now I'm a one-eyed filmmaker. So wow. that's like my new tagline. I'm like, hire your one-eyed filmmaker. I don't tell many uh, uh, employers that unless I need to. Mm -hmm. Like, if they ask me, I'll tell them. But I don't tell them about, you know, the stroke and everything. I tell them about the stroke more. But I, I kind of keep the one-eyed thing. Mm -hmm. Like, you know, it's not much of a bother other than the fact that I can't see what's on my right side right now. Mm -hmm. That's it. Mm -hmm. But my left side is so good. I can see everything out of my left eye. All right, so you know. Also, 
my birthday's in two days. Oh, yes, yeah, right. Happy, happy ad- birthday. How do you say? Happy advanced birthday? Happy early birthday. Yeah, happy my birthday. birthday. I just really wanted to say that real quick. But um, I think uh, pretty much what happened was I had high blood pressure. It was at like 250. It was too high. Plus, right time, wrong person kind of situation. I am in my mid-30s, so... You know, I don't know if it could have been something with the COVID situation that kind of messed me up or, you know, there, there is no real thing. Well, they said I had high blood pressure and they said, you know, because at that time in, in 2020, I was eating well, cooking my own meals. Like I wasn't eating. I don't eat fast food anymore. Mm-hmm. So when it happened, I was very confused of how, you know, I was drinking too much. Mm-hmm. In 2020, I was we were just buying bottles because we were getting free money. <laughs> that's how it is when you shoot they give you yeah. stuff so one of the things people would, would like give me and what i would buy obviously would just be bottles of alcohol and we had nothing else to do but sit on someone's roof and just drink so mm-hmm. you know i could have shot my own i did i was actually shooting these very short films right. and it, it got some friction you know um one of the biggest frictions i got you know i did one with boss kelly Rowland saw it and then kelly Rowland followed me on instagram and she hit me was like I'm such a fan of your work, I love it. Keep up the good work, and I really like boost my ego and everything. <laughs> and then I was also just getting paid around that time right. by a couple of people, so I was just I was in it. After that, I was just like throwing videos out like a madman, like every day. <clears throat> and then, um, but but because you followed me, a lot of other people just kept hitting my line, like, "Yo, can you send this to Kelly? Kelly just followed you." Like I'm like, yo. <laughs> but they thought I knew her, so it was a cute situation. She still following me to this day. Out so, Kelly Rowland. So tell me about. Let's go back a little bit to you coming out of this stroke and getting back into shooting. And uh, how did this change your strat? Your I guess creative approach. How did it change? Just your goals, long term goals. Did you look at things differently? Nah, first when I came out, I was you know, super depressed. Shout out to my ex-girlfriend, Shantando. He really held me down when I was in the hospital and out the hospital. Shout out to my mom, too. You know, those are the two women or two people who held me down the most. But me out the hospital, I I lost like 60, 70 pounds because uh, they weren't feeding me. And that's how I got this tracheotomy right here. Mm-hmm. So I couldn't really eat solid food. So I was only eating like inshores and pudding. Mm-hmm. For a couple, the time that I got out the coma, even before that, that was just that was it. Wow. It wasn't enough. I couldn't even drink water. I was like chewing ice. Wow. Um, but when I finally could eat, I went to rehab for about a week. We did that. Learn how to walk. I had to learn how to learn how to rewalk. Mm-hmm. I had to learn how to write. Was once they pressed this button, I was talking regular again. Mm-hmm. But it was a real depressing thing for me because I just felt like I was mad that it happened to me, and I let it happen to me. So for, for that to happen, it was just a disappointing situation for me. And, and I didn't know if I can even get back to doing uh, film and stuff. Everyday people didn't give up on me. So shout mm-hmm. out to them. I love them so much for that. You know, Sinclair, he called me and we spoke about it. And, and, but at that time, I didn't want to talk to nobody about it because I felt so weak, you know, and I felt like it took so much out of me. And one thing you should do is talk to somebody about, you know, those type of situations because, you know, it could really help. Cause you know, I went to therapy for a while and I'm still in therapy right now. 
And it really, that really helps a lot when we talk about it and what I'm going through and how sometimes, even to this day, I'll have like moments of just like, damn, how the hell did I beat that? And I'm just trying to figure it out and like put things together of how I made it to this point. And um, I just, I just made it, you know, it's really nothing else to say, but just, I just worked my uh, tushy off and I got back to being me, you know, I worked on it. It took me, I felt good about it on December 31st, 2021. Okay. Once it was a year and I still was good. Nothing crazy happened. I went to the hospital probably twice. You know, my, my pressure was down too low. It was too high type of stuff. And even now to this day, I don't drink too much. I drink just enough. <laughs> you know, I might keep it down under four cups, you know, every once in a while I go over a little bit, but you know, I don't drink. I drink once a, once a week, if that maybe once every other week or whatever it is. I'm, even if I do, I'm just enjoying the drink, you know, but I don't, I don't know if it, like I said, I'm not hundred percent sure if it at all, just the alcohol or just the hot blood pressure. But I, uh, I cut my meds down by a lot, but yeah, no, it's a, it's a real thing. Like I'm it still affects me to this day. And we're trying to like figure out things, how to get me off the meds and you know, try to get back to normal life. You know, I can never go back to hundred percent normal life anymore, just to based off my eye alone. But that's a it's a real scary thing, man. And I hope everybody's taking care of themselves and you know, being healthy about having health conscience and not just wilding out. Like I was wilding in twenty twenty and I'm just like I don't I'm not even sure if that was even on me. Like, you know, it's just that constant not understanding what really happened. But don't lose yourself in it. Enjoy life. So I just yeah. been enjoying life. I tell you what, Nani, because um I tell you why I reached out to you. Um we were planning to do a show based on love and based on passion. And while I was working on this show, I mean, actually what uh, made me um, think of uh, doing this show was anxiety that I've had over my health. When I came down here from New York City, I also was diagnosed with high blood pressure. Yeah, that shit's real. And um, while in the two or three weeks before, um, two or three weeks ago, uh, last week I had a scare and I was, I, I, I reached out to you and I told you that I had a, also had a, 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 a physical um, incident and um, a health, a health incident. And it was the same thing. Um, you know, the day my blood pressure was out of control. I stayed in the hospital for a few days. And um, while I was in the hospital, I thought about Nani because I remembered what happened to you. And yeah. I said, I got to reach out to Nani because surviving that, it just puts everything in another perspective. But um, I want to, I know we, we're going to wrap up soon, but I want to, I want to talk to, you know, share with us, what is it that you have going on? What it is you have coming up? How you um, maintaining and sustaining anything you'd like to uh, tell the folks out there on the podcast? I mean, I'm alive. I'm happy. You know, I'm loving life. I'm doing it alone, but I'm doing it happily. But I got a few things coming out. I wrote a book. Oh, yeah. Okay. It's called, uh, it's called Deadass Facts. Volume one is New York City. It's like a hundred facts about things that I've acquired in New York. You know, and it's just, it's a really fun book. You can read it and, and laugh about it, you know. And I might have some readings where I have two guys interpret it. You know, one guy reads it normally, and one guy reads it in a New York accent or like in a New York <laughs> so that, Give me that New uh, York accent. Let me hear it. So it's like, it's like, <clears throat> like let's say one thing where somebody's like, uh, excuse my French, of course. Somebody goes, uh, Big, uh, dead ass facts number four bacon, egg, and cheese is one word. 
Hey, yo, Oculus, let me get a bacon, egg, and cheese. Now, don't put no ketchup on my shit either, my dude. I'll slap the shit out of you, my nigga. All right? Just keep it easy. Always, you're just always threatening me. It's like, That's yo, Oculus, get the bacon, egg, and cheese, my G. You got to aggressively be non-aggressive. <laughs> also, I'm still with everyday people, of course. We still got a couple of parties coming up. We got one for Halloween. We got, like I said, Atlanta, Miami on our way next week. I won't be there, though. I got to do things out here. I got some business out here I got to take care of. Um, we'll be in Miami for our Basel. And then All we're right. I'll probably try to catch up with you down there. <laughs> I've been saying I'm going to come to I have to check out everyday people. I was looking at those videos. I'm like, I got to get out there. I'll put you on my list. You're good to go. All right. There you go. I'm got like you. a few hours drive away now, so I got no excuses. Yes, this is true. This is true. You're in Florida now. When did you move to Florida? So I came down in January. So been down here with my folks, actually, helping out my family. My brother, um, shout out to locals I know. Uh, we're going to have a couple of events, actually, in St. Pete. Um, Talent Showcase, networking, and after party is designed to help performers develop their business and creative skills, get discovered, find opportunities, and monetize their talents. So I just had to put that word out there. So uh, maybe you could come and visit, up, visit us up here in St. Pete, Tampa, as well. Yeah, I think I'm going to tour around uh, America next year. Just make some stops in a few places where people are like, I know that I live in. I have some time off, like, from, like, January to about March, I'm pretty sure. So maybe I'll do it at that time. All right. Nani, thank you so much for yeah, spending the time. Problem. Stay healthy, stay strong. I'm going to probably be reaching out to you a bunch just to get some advice on um, maintaining my health. And I hope you do the same. Um, yeah, man. You got to live. You got to live for a long life. That's the, that's the goal. That's the goal. All right, Nani, thanks a lot. You're welcome to hang around. I'm going uh, to pump a little bit of a uh, music mix for the next 20 minutes or so. And um, hopefully I'll see you soon. Good luck. And uh, thank you. Thank you so much. Love all you, right. bro. All right, all right. Love you, too. We now move forward to our open mic lightning round slam with a presentation from me, your host, about home. Brooklyn, New York City is where home was to me. Spent 52 plus years there is where I was proud to be. Ask me where I'm from, it wasn't New York City. I'm from Brooklyn, East Flatbush, my identity. We played in the streets, bathed in the streets, danced in the streets as well. If Brooklyn, New York City was heaven, then Florida had to be my hell. My mom moved first to Florida, dad retired here. The longest I could bear to visit 10 days, two times a year. But something happened in 2020 and 2021. This place I called home did not seem as fun. We all went through the pandemic, but there's more. Let me explain. My mom got sick. My dad depressed. My block started to change. Plus, this hell on earth, the Sunshine State, where my family now resides, was calling me to duty, to my hometown, I'd have to say goodbye. To all my Brooklyn friends and fam, I didn't want to leave this way. But now my heart is in Florida. And to Brooklyn, I'll be back again one day. A love letter to my Brooklyn fam. Thank you. Thanks for joining us. If you're a poet, MC, spoken word artist, or entrepreneur, Head over to spreadlovefm.com 
to take part in our Open Mic Lightning Round Slam with the chance to be featured in an upcoming podcast. Once again, my name is Trevor Fem. See you next time.